0: you're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. Are you ready to blab with me? Grab a front row seat as I adventure through motherhood, build my career, and not lose my shit. This podcast is a place for women to come together and relate through the highs and lows of business and motherhood, keep it real, and learn some new business tips and tricks while inspiring each other to do the dang thing. So close your eyes and take a deep breath, Mama. You found us. It might not always be pretty, but you can count on one thing. We are in this hot mess together. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. Now, it is May, and this month we have really been talking a lot about motherhood and honoring mamas and really just appreciating this entire month as the month of the mama. But May is also Mental Health Awareness Month. And so it seemed like the perfect time to really have a deep, vulnerable conversation about maternal mental health. And this episode, I'll give you a slight trigger warning. We are talking a lot about postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, perinatal mood disorders and the guest for this episode shares her own experience battling postpartum anxiety and depression and the the topic is a little bit heavy but it's also something that really needs to be talked about and what a perfect place to do this here on the boss ladies and babies podcast so we're going to get into this episode in just a little bit here. I wanted to jump things off with my highs and lows, and then I will introduce you to our incredible guest for this episode who has come on and just shared so much and offers so much support to women and mothers everywhere. I can't wait for you to hear from her. My high for this week is dun dun dun. If you've been following my Instagram, you may have seen a story what maybe a month ago of the absolute disaster that was the soon-to-be nursery past guest room slash collect all space. There was a time where I thought that this room would never come together, and it was really, really, really weighing on me because there's just so much work that needed to be done, and it just seemed like impossible to do, you know, just me and my husband on the weekends. But since then, and I have not shared pictures or anything of it yet because it's not complete, but we have got the nursery together to the point where all I need to do is decorate and actually organize and put away the baby items. We, put, we painted the wall, we got everything out of the room, carpet cleaned, put the crib together, went to Ikea, got a new dresser, got a little nightstand for my nursing station, got the chair in there, and oh my gosh, it looks so good. I know exactly what decorations, I just need to order them. And it's now just a matter of me nesting and putting things away, which is actually really, really fun. And it's funny how laundry (laughs) seems fun when it's the very first time you have to do it for another person. Like even maybe the first couple times when they're like little tiny babies. And then to compare it to like doing my toddler's laundry where I'm like, this is not fun. Putting this away is not fun. So that's kind of funny, but super excited. We, I am 30, almost 31 weeks pregnant now. So we are really getting things ready. And I'm super, super excited that we got that nursery done because that was a huge, huge, huge task on my to do list. We also set up the bassinet next to the bed and just kind of like arranged the room a little bit so that the dog and my daughter could get used to the bassinet being in there. And honestly, even myself with it being right next to the bed. So we are good to go. Physically, I am like ready for this baby to come out. Mentally, I'm like, stay in there for a little while longer. Please, like stay in there as long as you want, right? And that's kind of what brings me into my low is I am just, I'm just not sleeping. I physically am struggling so much. My hip pain that I've talked about on here before, I'm pretty sure is to the point where there's just nothing that helps. And so I'm tossing and turning all night. And for anybody who has been 30 plus weeks pregnant, you know that tossing and turning is a lot harder than what it would be without a giant bump. So that's been interesting. And then if the hip pain isn't there, I have extremely bad heartburn now that's keeping me awake and Also, just insomnia with all of the thoughts and the to-dos and the excitement and all of that. So I'm just, you know, I've, I've given up on sleep. And for anybody out there who's like, well, just wait until the baby comes. You better sleep while you're pregnant. Like, that is the biggest joke I've ever heard because I will probably sleep better when the baby is here because I am not sleeping at all. So that's been kind of a struggle. Put that together with Pregnancy Brain and I'm really like... Double checking all the work I do. You might see a few more typos than usual. I'm like forgetting words. The other day, I was telling my husband what was on the menu for dinner, and I was like, oh yeah, and then it's going to be with those green things that look like trees. What are those called again? He's like, broccoli? I'm like, yeah, broccoli. Wow. I don't know how I forgot that. So I'm just, you know, really, really, really tired, (laughs) really, really mentally exhausted and physically exhausted. So That's my low, but what, like nine more weeks max of that? So, you know, I can do it. I can do it. I've made it this far. I'm just going to keep trekking along. All right, so I am really excited to have had the opportunity to chat with the guest for this episode because mental health is something that I struggle with. On a daily basis, I've been pretty open, you know, here and there about my mental health journeys. Um, I suffer from severe anxiety. And during this pregnancy, I've been dealing with some depression. And, you know, there's been times in and out of my life where I've suffered with depression and just I have OCD. I, You know, mental health is definitely something that is a big part of my life. It's something that I'm constantly working on, constantly working on improving and just, you know, trying to navigate through. And then you throw hormones into the mix and motherhood and really just thinking about, how important maternal mental health is, but how often maternal mental health gets kind of pushed to the side, pushed to the back burner, you know, like a last thing on the laundry list of things to deal with or worry about. And we actually bring it up in this episode that you're about to hear, but, you know, the fact that when you have this baby, you don't go in to be seen for six weeks. And then, you know, when you're in there and you have to fill out these questionnaires, like this quick little, you know, multiple choice questionnaire about how you're doing mentally, and it just seems almost like an afterthought and not really like a safe place to be open and to be honest about how you're doing or how you're feeling. And it can often feel even more isolating and even more lonely than. Becoming a mom or motherhood in general, and maternal mental, mental health is something that we need to work together to talk about more and educate ourselves about more and just really bring more awareness to because the statistics are huge for the amount of women who suffer with some sort of perinatal mood disorder or even. A mental health disorder in general, no matter how old your children are, right? And it's just something that we're not talking about enough. And so I'm so excited to be able to talk about this on this platform and help bring awareness to something that is so important with a guest who has been so incredibly amazing and vulnerable and educational. Our guest for this week is a wife and a mama of two girls. She is a former first grade teacher from New Jersey, and she is a postpartum anxiety and depression survivor that is here to open up about the importance of maternal mental health and raising awareness for perinatal mood disorders. She has turned her pain into her passion and started by sharing her story on Instagram and has since created a safe, inspiring, and educational space for all mothers to turn to. It was my honor and privilege to speak with and now share with you, our guest for this episode, please welcome to the show, right after this quick break, Jen Worth. It's time for this week's Boss Lady Business Spotlight. Meet Glitter Me This and Things, formerly known as Crystal Romalo Designs. Glitter Me This and Things is run by Crystal Romalo and is here to help you with all of your customized and handmade items from tumblers to clothing, home decor, and so much more. You've definitely seen her work here around Boss Ladies and Babies as she's partnered with us to create all of our swag. Crystal is always here to bring your custom items to life. She loves creating that one-on-one personalized experience to let you feel involved with the creation process if that's your jam. Otherwise, give her your ideas and let her run with it. Check out Glitter Me This and Things and use code You 10 for 10% off any item. Mamas, are you searching for your community? Are you still searching for your village? I was feeling the same thing when I became a mom and decided that I wanted to continue to be an entrepreneur. So I felt called to change this and created my own safe space for boss ladies with babies. And I don't just mean infants. Our children will always be our babies. That is a place full of support, resources, and community to help each other break the mold, create a new culture, and make our biggest dreams come true. All while being the mama that we've always dreamed of. Boss Ladies and Babies Headquarters was created for you. This is a community where you can come as you are, Share your goals, share your dreams, share the highs and lows of business and motherhood and everything in between, and be fully supported by a community of women who understand you and what you're going through. Boss Ladies and Babies headquarters is full of education, support, accountability, inspiration, and most of all, connection with other women. Check out the link in the show notes to become a member of Boss Ladies and Babies headquarters today. Your village is waiting. Hello, Jen. Welcome to the Boss Ladies and Babies podcast. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Oh my gosh. Thank you so, so much for joining. I'm so excited to talk to you today about such an important topic and I've been following you on Instagram for so long and have been kind of a serial reshare of your content because it's so good and it's so relatable and it's so important and we have so much to cover. So let's just get into it. I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are, what you do and how you started your amazing and supportive and relatable space on the internet.
1: Oh, thank you so much for that. I so, so appreciate it. Um, yeah, so I am Jen, I am a, um, a wife and I am a mom to two little girls, a five year old and a three year old just last week. Um, and I live in New Jersey. I am a former first grade teacher and I am a postpartum anxiety and depression survivor. Um, and yeah, I, I started my page on Instagram moms, maternal health, um, During my, well, I promised myself during my battle with postpartum anxiety and depression that once I healed, I would share my story on social media in hopes of spreading awareness and educating um, moms and just helping people feel less alone. Um, And basically, I created everything that I was in search of when I was suffering. And it has turned into so much more than I could have ever possibly
0: imagined in the best way possible. Um, But yeah. Yeah. I think everything that you just said, I mean, those things are so important to grab onto and realize that, you know, if I'm struggling with this then there has to be other people that are struggling with this, even at a time where you feel you're most alone, right? When you're, when you're dealing with anxiety and depression, it can feel so lonely and motherhood in general is so lonely and so isolating and having that kind of moment of thinking, I can't be the only one feeling this way. How can I take this and help other people is, is so huge and so important. And the things that you share on your social media are just so impactful and beautiful. And, you know, they start this conversation that for some reason, even though we're talking about it more, it's so hard to talk about for so many of us. And I just think the work you're doing is so beautiful and so, so important.
1: Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, it what kind of started off as me just sharing my journey from beginning to the present day then um, of my healing journey And, you know, I was so completely blindsided by what I had not even known at the time was Mm -hmm. postpartum anxiety and depression. And yeah, I mean, all of those things that you just said, I felt like I I felt so alone. I felt embarrassed and ashamed and scared to even admit what I was feeling to my husband because I didn't think that I knew it wasn't normal, but I didn't know what it was. And I didn't think anyone experienced this. And um, so that's how it started. But then I quickly realized in conversation that there are so many hardships in motherhood that we don't talk about. And we don't talk about it because we're afraid of judgment or shame, right? And we think that we are the only ones that are struggling with something. Um, But when we talk about it and, you know, I create Mm -hmm. content on it and open up the conversation, we realize that we are not the only ones and also that it's okay to feel however we feel, right? And that all of these emotions can coexist in motherhood. So um, it kind of has also turned into mental health but then normalizing the hardships of motherhood that we all pretty much feel at one point or another but we we don't talk about it. Um, and that's like always my goal to, to create that relatable content that makes a mom finally feel seen and heard and validated and look through the comments to realize wow i'm not the only one that looks forward to working and you know society makes me feel like well then that means that i'm not a good mom or i don't love my Mm -hmm. children and that's so far from the truth and we can absolutely love what we do and love being a mom and and that's exactly my honest truth and i talk about it often um And I think that we, it doesn't have to be like this comparison game of motherhood. We can support each other and we don't have to shame and judge a mom for loving their job or judge a mom that wants to be home with their kids, right? We can all support and encourage that regardless of what we do, it's all really hard, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I just love that people are starting to talk about it more. I mean, when I started this podcast almost four years ago, like nobody was really talking about these kinds of things. Like it's, there's been a a big movement, I feel like since Mm -hmm. even just in the last four years, but it's still, there's so many pieces that are really hard for us to talk about. So I think even, you know, when we're consuming content like yours, that is at least shining light on things. And even if we're not experiencing that, it gives us a moment to be really empathetic and think like, oh, wow, yeah, I don't feel that, but I can see how somebody else it could feel that. And then, you know, at a later time relate to something that you feel and hope that people can empathize with you as well. And I just, I love, it's it's not fast enough, but I love how trendy almost, I don't know if that's the right word, but how just it's so much more in the spotlight now talking about being real and talking about our feelings and talking about the highs and lows of motherhood. And I feel like it's slowly making a giant shift for new moms, you know, and even older moms, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I I think that regardless of how old your children are, um, motherhood is hard. It's beautiful. It's special. It's unique. Um, and it's really, really hard regardless of, of our children's ages. And, you know, again, all of these feelings can coexist and sometimes it doesn't even make sense, but allowing ourselves to feel all of the feelings and know that not only is this very common, it's also quite normal and mm-hmm. that it doesn't say anything about us as moms, or it doesn't make us any less of a mom
0: mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, definitely. Now, before this, you mentioned you were a teacher and- Though you're not working with first graders any longer, you're still teaching so many people. Mm -hmm. Like every day that you show up, you're teaching people. How has this transition been for you to go from, you know, working in your job to now being kind of this inspirational influencer for mental health? And what kind of made you decide not to return to teaching and embrace what you're doing now?
1: Yeah. So I taught first grade for. I think it was like 12 years, which makes me sound so old, but I'm not old. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, that's like all I knew. I've always gravitated towards education and and teaching others. Um, And so when I suffered with my second um, baby, not until four months postpartum, um, I had taken that year off of maternity leave. And I was very, very grateful for that. But when it was time to go back, I realized that going back um to a school district that I loved, but that was about 45 minutes, sometimes an hour away from me, probably wasn't going to be the best for my mental health. Um, especially because I had put so much work in to get to the point of where I was at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to be quite honest with you, I feel like teaching um teaching children, I guess, was no longer like a passion of mine where it was before. And I think having kids may have, um, prevented that, I guess, um, a whole bunch of other things. I mean, teaching was just, it was just hard, but my passion changed, um, and that bothered me because my, I'm, I'm a very passionate person. So my passion in life has always been what's driven me and, you know, motivated me and when my job was no longer serving me in that way, I just like it wasn't it wasn't me, and I didn't like that um and so you know, I kind of like I said took to social media and began sharing my story when I was so taken aback by how many moms had felt what I was feeling or had in the past um moms that said, you know I searched the hashtag postpartum depression and came across your story and my doctor keeps dismissing my feelings and telling me like, this is just, you know, a part of being a new mom. And I keep telling him like, but this is not normal. And I'm experiencing what you're experiencing. And you've given me the courage to, you know, seek another doctor and get answers. Um, and so I quickly became so passionate about maternal mental health. Um, because like I said, I was so incredibly blindsided and, so angry at the fact that I have two children. How could I not be aware of these mood and anxiety disorders or have any education on it? Um, And so that quickly became like my new passion that I was Mm. obsessed about. And it fulfilled me in the ways that teaching used to fulfill me. Mm. Um, And so I, you know, was fortunate enough that I was able to leave the teaching field um, right before COVID, which was probably a blessing in disguise, especially mm-hmm. because of where my mental health was at. Yeah. Um, and just kind of pour into my social media account. And honestly, I had no idea where it was going to go, um, what it was going to look like. I just knew that um, helping other people and serving them and spreading this awareness was kind of like my way of paying back um, the people that had gotten me to where I was. Mm -hmm. Um, And so since then, it's obviously turned into a lot more, but I I really didn't have any expectations other than just helping people out what I would have wanted when I was suffering.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think what part of what you just said, so many people are probably relating to because we hear people talk about, you know, perinatal mood disorders. We hear people talk about postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, but generally we just kind of brush it off. Like, well, that's probably not going to happen to me or, you know, I don't really need to know too much more about that. And unless we take the initiative ourselves to really look into that and learn about it, when we find ourselves in the trenches of dealing with these mood disorders, it's too late. And, you know, as the person who reached out to you, searching the hashtags that their doctors were just brushing it off, that happens so much. And it's like, yeah, every time you go to your postpartum appointments, they ask how you're feeling on this little checklist, but that's not a safe space to be honest and open and vulnerable about what's going on with you. Especially if you feel like there's something wrong with you for feeling these Mm -hmm. things. And, you know, especially if you're having the anxiety side of things, you know, you're answering these questions. And I remember having thoughts of, well, If I tell them I'm not feeling right, what if they take my baby away? Or, you know, Mm -hmm. your mind goes into just the most worst case scenario places when you're actually dealing with these disorders. And so unless you do the work ahead of time to learn about these, you're kind of putting yourself in a position where you're going to feel really scared and really alone, and you might not know how to crawl out of it. So let's talk a little bit more about these mood anxiety, depression disorders, and they're so common, but they still carry such a stigma and there's still not enough education about them. Yeah. But can you kind of dive in and give us some facts? Yeah. About
1: so, um, postpartum depression has been around forever, right? I feel like that's still all we ever hear about definitely different, but I feel like that's just like what everyone always refers to. And mm-hmm. for me, That was so confusing because when my first horrible symptom came up out of nowhere, I didn't know what it was, but I was not feeling depressed. So if I wasn't feeling depressed, then what could this be? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we now know that there are many different mood and anxiety disorders, postpartum depression being one of them. Um, but these mood and anxiety disorders, which I'll name, they can occur during pregnancy and or postpartum. So it is not just after you have a baby. So there is depression, there's anxiety, there is OCD, there is bipolar, there is PTSD, um, and there is psychosis, which is a medical emergency and, and requires attention right away. Um, but these mood disorders, um, Some facts that I wish I knew it would have saved me so much suffering and silence and pain and getting to the point where I hit rock bottom to finally do something right um, was that it can happen with any pregnancy, even if you haven't suffered in the past, I did not suffer with my first only my second. So, just like every pregnancy is different, so too are our postpartum experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It can happen anytime up until like a year postpartum, roughly. And it can go way past a year, especially if it's left untreated or um, undiagnosed, misdiagnosed. So, you know, a lot of moms think that this just happens right after you have a baby. And it doesn't. My symptoms did not come on until I was four months postpartum. And When I tell you it came out of nowhere, it came out of nowhere. Like At four months, I finally felt like we were getting used to having two kids close in age. Our baby was so easygoing. I felt so much more comfortable the second time around. However, my toddler had a very, very difficult time, which was understandable, Mm -hmm. right? But still did not make that any easier on me. But at four months, we were getting the hang of it and then boom, out of nowhere, um, my first symptom came up, which I'll talk more about. So um, yeah, it could happen anytime, Um, any pregnancy. There are tons of risk factors that can increase one's chance of suffering. Um, And I think the important thing is, what you had mentioned is that it does not discriminate and nobody is immune to it. It does not care where you live the car you drive what your family dynamic looks like the job you have the support you have i was someone that thought when in the in hospital and they handed me like the flyer on postpartum depression and a few symptoms mm-hmm. i remember saying to myself like this is never going to happen to me like i've never been depressed i'm a very happy person it doesn't care so when you said to kind of like do the research and be aware and gain that knowledge because it's not going to come from our doctors, most likely. Mm -hmm. It's so important because a lot of times women don't realize these things until they are in the thick of it and then they're looking for that help and Mm -hmm. support, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I always say that, like posts that I share, you know, to to read this, if not for yourself, but for somebody else, maybe Mm -hmm. your best friend, maybe a family member where you're noticing symptoms not before they do, but you're able to kind of use it as like a talking point, right? Um, And so these symptoms can look different for everybody. Um, They can feel different for everyone. And I think another important thing to note is that they can be more mild and they can be very severe. And then obviously there's the in-between. So for someone that's dealing with symptoms that are more mild, um, the way that they're going to heal can look very different than someone like myself who was dealing with very severe symptoms um, where I needed to get help immediately. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, part of that stigma is that like everybody's healing journey is going to look the same. And that's so far from the truth. Um, And I always get asked and I'm, I'm not a professional at all. I'm not an expert, although I do feel like because I have lived through it. Right. I am an expert in a sense, right? Um, but a lot of moms will say, like, well, how do I know if this is something more? Or how do I know if this is more than like the baby blues? Mm-hmm. The baby blues happens to 80% of moms. It's so incredibly common. Um, those symptoms will happen about two to three weeks um, after you have a baby and they will go away on their own. And it's lots of like ups and downs, a roller coaster of emotions, right? but they will go away. But if your symptoms are impacting your daily life, your ability to function, um, your ability to, to be you, right? Like the mom that you had always envisioned or the mom that you were prior, it could be something more. And it's okay because what gave me all the hope in the world was that these mood and anxiety disorders, they are all temporary and treatable with health. You will not feel this way forever. And the quicker you do get help and support, the quicker you will get yourself back. Um, And again, knowing that that help can look different for everybody, but no mom ever deserves to tell themselves, oh, well, this is just a normal part of motherhood. All moms feel this way. Um, I'm not that bad right now, or I get a lot of, you know, I've had a a good like past couple of days. Mm but we deserve so much more than just a few good days. Right. And we deserve so much more than, Oh, let me wait for this to get worse before I do reach out for help. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is, yeah, those are the mood and anxiety disorders. Those are the, um, the facts of it. Um, and oftentimes I feel like if you yourself know that what you're experiencing is not normal um, and you're kind of questioning if it is more or if you do need to, to seek help, then chances are it is. And like I said, there is, there's lots of help and support out there um, for moms. And when you talk to that, those people that are trained in these mood and anxiety disorders, they get it. Mm-hmm. They get it. They're not going to question you. Um, They're not going to take your baby away. Like they understand what you're going through and they're there to help you and support you and validate you and give you the tools to help you manage.
0: Yeah. I mean, outside of just your normal doctor, too. I mean, I love that you brought up that it could happen in pregnancy. Like Mm -hmm. this pregnancy that I'm in right now, I am having a lot of depression and anxiety and I've brought it up to my doctor and, you know, she said something like, Oh, just try to stand outside barefoot and ground yourself. Or, you know, I, another one of my doctors was like, Oh, here's some medication that you can take, which I've never taken medication before. And they just are kind of brushing it off. Like, Oh, it's just, you know, pregnancy's hard and COVID and, you know, all the things happening in the world, you know, they brush it off like that, but you have to, and it's hard when you're in a state of trauma, I I would say to really advocate for yourself, but you have to make a plan to advocate for yourself. And, you know, if you do find yourself in these situations to see a way out of it and to be able to seek that help outside of just your normal doctor. I also really appreciate how you mentioned that it can happen up into a year past because I think, and this is what I thought too, like, okay, well, if I don't have symptoms of it within the first, you know, three months, then I'm in the clear. And then all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. like in your case, four months later, symptoms pop up and you're like, well, what's happening? Like, I thought I was fine. So this must be something else. This must just be life or, you know, what have you. So I'd love to hear more. I mean, you shared a bit of your story, but I'd love to hear more about your story and, you know, when this came up and what the symptoms were and what you did to find help.
1: Yeah. Um, so for me at four months postpartum, um, it was a typical morning. My oldest was at daycare and my little one had just woken up from a nap. We were just doing tummy time on the ground and then out of nowhere, a horrible, scary thought came across my mind and haunted me. And it was that moment that I was never quite the same. Um, and it was, you know, a what if, which hello is anxiety. Now mm-hmm. I know that, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I, from that moment, was, I felt like I was going crazy. Um, I all of a sudden was so afraid to be home alone with my baby, which you can imagine how confusing that was because for four months of her life, it was never an issue. Like I, was obsessed with this little girl like i said everything just came so much easier um so it just like it didn't make sense and also lack of sleep and sleep deprivation can make anxiety so much worse Mm -hmm. um i know that now however at four months like fortunately my baby was sleeping through the night so Mm -hmm. it's just like things didn't make sense um and because i am very much type A and I like control, I like answers, I wanted to know what is this? Why would this thought come across my mind? What can I do to fix it like immediately? Mm-hmm. And so because I didn't have any answers um, and I suffered in silence, I was so embarrassed to even admit this horrible thought to my husband, mm-hmm. um, I just smiled and things got worse. And anytime I was alone, this thought would pop up. So now I was not sleeping at night Mm -hmm. and it a hundred percent led to a deep and dark depression. And I had never experienced feeling like this at all. And I think that the lack of control over how I was feeling really like did me in and, um, it took my husband one morning. All I kept saying to him was like, "I don't feel like myself. I don't know why." Um, I look back now, and it was like, you know, things that I did every day, I had no interest in doing. Um, mm-hmm. I just was simply not me. And, you know, he now knows that when someone says, "I don't feel like myself," it's a red flag. It's a cry for help. That right. is how someone that's struggling is saying, "I need help," but I am scared to tell you what what I'm experiencing. Right? right. Um, and when I said this to him again, one morning, it kind of led to a conversation and my answer to one of his questions, which I don't ever think he was expecting my answer to, um, we realized in that moment that I needed to get help immediately. And I, my story is like such a long one, but at the hospital, I, was misdiagnosed by a psychiatrist, um, a Mm. psychiatrist that clearly was not informed or educated about these mood and anxiety disorders himself. Mm. Um, I was discharged from the hospital after sharing everything I hadn't been experiencing. And I left there feeling crazier than I did when I (sighs) had gone. And it's scary to think that if my husband didn't continue to advocate for me because he knew something was wrong, I could have gone home. Um, and that's not okay. And so my husband found this local perinatal mood and anxiety dis- center, um, 20 minutes from me, I never knew existed. And, um, the woman said, you know, bring her in right away when she leaves the hospital, like she cannot go home. And he brought me there. I shared my story again with the therapist that she set me up with. And I like reliving all of this and reliving the thought just like brought me to tears every single time. I felt like a monster. Mm. And I remember saying to this therapist, you should be reacting to what I'm sharing with you. Like, this is not normal. Moms don't think like this. Like, why would this thought even come across my mind? And she told me that. I am textbook postpartum anxiety, which turned into a depression and that these scary thoughts that I'm having are called intrusive thoughts. And they're a very common symptom of postpartum anxiety. They're not real. You don't want them to happen though. They feel so real. Um, And she just said, you are no different than every mom that comes into my office and sits in the same chair. And so that's why she wasn't like reacting because she hears this all the time. Yeah and so you know she said that this is temporary and treatable like it's it's going to be work but this is not going to be how you feel forever um and then with that i went into a group support shortly after and that was even more validating because now i'm surrounded by other moms who are in this safe space to talk openly and honestly about their symptoms um, and they were all new moms as well. And that is when I really, really felt seen um, mm-hmm. and felt like my healing journey had had truly started. Um, so that was like the answers, I guess. Um, and then as far as for me, again, you know, I perceived my symptoms to be very severe. So um, I met with a nurse practitioner there at that center and I immediately chose to go on an antidepressant. I had never been on anything before, um, but she spent about a half hour with me, maybe even longer, educating me, informing mm-hmm. me, giving me all these choices. And then I ultimately chose to go down that route um, mm-hmm. because like you had mentioned your doctor saying for someone that is dealing with something more Minor, um, not not symptoms that are necessarily impacting their daily life or function mm-hmm. or uh, ability to function. Yes, going outside for walks and grounding, um, journaling, exercising, mm-hmm. watching what you're eating, your water intake, your sleep, right? All of those things can absolutely help. However, I was doing a lot of those things and I needed way more than that. Um, so I, I always say that like if what you're doing right now is working and it's helping you, then keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But if what you're doing is not working and you're just settling for two good days, three good days, a good week here and there, know that there are other options out there. Medication can be one of them mm-hmm. and we don't need to let things get so bad. Medication can absolutely be our first option. But talking to your doctor so that you can make an informed decision can help it be less scary if you are nervous. Um, and for me, it it saved me. Therapy, weekly therapy and medication 100% saved me um, and just lifted the fog that I was living in every single day. And I was finally able to access these coping skills um, and ways to manage these intrusive thoughts and anxiety. Whereas before I couldn't, like I, yeah. I needed a little bit of help. And that is exactly what the medication did for me.
0: And there's absolutely zero shame in taking that help. It's there for a reason, you know, that mm-hmm. these medications exist to help you be able to see clearly to heal yourself. I mean, when you are in the thick of these feelings, your brain isn't working the way that it's meant to work. It's, it's nearly impossible to pull yourself out when your brain's chemistry is completely off. And I think, you know, just kind of along the lines in therapy and medication in general, so many more people are opening up about doing therapy and taking medication. And, you know, there is never any, any shame in accepting that help that's out there. And I really appreciate you for sharing, you know, sharing all of that. And I
1: think everybody, like I've never gone to therapy, but I think everybody can benefit from therapy, whether you're struggling with something or not. We are all, we all have room for improvement. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just something has to be said about talking to somebody that doesn't know you really or your life other than what you're sharing with them right, right. non bias um to just kind of get it out and to talk to someone and then they kind of help us take everything that we're sharing with them and give it back to us in a way where here's how we're gonna manage this and here's right. what's what you can do when you are feeling intense anxiety um And giving you all of these different tools, like grounding outside on the grass is great. That's a great tool for your toolbox, right? Mm -hmm. And now that is something that can help me because I am on the other side. Whereas when I was in fight or flight and I had lots of avoidance behaviors, really what I was suffering with was the postpartum OCD because I became so obsessed with this one single thought that literally just followed me everywhere I went, right? And I... I didn't want to be home alone with my baby because I was trying to avoid that single thought from coming at me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so of course it was interfering with my life. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, the grounding wasn't going to work in that, in in that moment and it might for somebody else. And that's okay. We don't need to compare our, our symptoms, our journeys. Now that I am on the other side, I recently weaned off of my medication, which doesn't ever have to be the goal. Um, But now I do have a whole toolbox of tools Mm -hmm. to help me manage when anxiety still comes randomly at me. Um, And grounding is something
0: that can absolutely work for me that did not work for me um, before. Right. I I love, I mean, I don't love that you experienced this, but I love that you are sharing about the intrusive thoughts piece because- Mm -hmm. I suffered a lot of intrusive thoughts after I had my daughter and I did not know that that was part of a postpartum depression or anxiety. And so mm-hmm. I felt for, you know, my whole postpartum experience, I was really afraid that I was going to have postpartum depression because I have had anxiety my whole life. And I got through my postpartum and I was like, okay, well, I didn't, I didn't have postpartum depression, but from the, you know, Knowledge that I've learned in the last several years, I realized I had postpartum anxiety really bad. And I can relate to, you know, this intrusive thought that followed me around. And I tried to talk to my friends and family about it, and they just kind of laughed it off because it was kind of silly. It was, I was terrified that my daughter was going to get shaken baby syndrome from like riding in the stroller or riding in the car. Or did I shake her when I was so tired and I didn't realize it? Just these terrifying thoughts that you know are not you. And you know, well, I had when you other- say it now, yeah.
1: you look back and you're like, but in that moment, right, it, it seems so real. And yeah, it is your anxiety speaking. And it can be so confusing because I'm sure you didn't feel depressed at all. So if right. you're not depressed, then what the heck is this? Like, why am I thinking like this? This is not mm-hmm. going to happen. Although your anxiety is telling you that, it might happen right Right. or you could have possibly so yeah when you share that it's like i see my therapist when i shared with her because i don't even flinch because i've heard that so many times there are so many different intrusive thoughts that when you are on the other side you're like i can't believe i was worried about that but in the moment they're very real and it can be very easy for people to kind of like shake it off um you know dismiss you stop worrying Mm -hmm. And I think that that is so invalidating um, because nobody wants to feel this way. Nobody wants intrusive thoughts. Nobody wants to feel down and depressed. Um, Another very sneaky symptom that people don't talk about because they don't know is rage. Rage Mm -hmm. is a very common symptom of postpartum anxiety. And it doesn't even make sense how that would correlate, right? right? But just knowing that Wow, there is an answer as to why I am like raging out on my partner, usually your partner, yeah. over the littlest of things, right? Um, and just knowing that like we don't have to live with this every single day of our lives. There is help and support out
0: there. Yeah, yeah. These symptoms that, you know, even as we're learning more about perinatal mood disorders, there's just these other symptoms that still are so in the shadows of the ta- of the discussion that people are still feeling really confused about. And I learned actually from you, from one of your posts about all the different kinds of intrusive thoughts that are normal postpartum. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, like I was experiencing that wow, I did not know that that was a thing, you know? And so again, I mean, we can harp on all day about how important it is to, you know, find this, find the resources and find the education and find the support and, you know, gear yourself up ahead of time with support, like the, um, group that you found and what you offer. Now you have your mama membership. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So, um, I just, I spend a great deal of time in my DMs, connecting with moms and helping them find support in their area. Um, side note, I always recommend Postpartum Support International. They're my go-to. They have an entire online directory that you can search for therapists, psychiatrists um, in your area, which is awesome. And they all specialize in maternal mental health, which I think is key Um, If you're going to go to therapy, that it's somebody that specializes and truly understands these mood and anxiety disorders. Um, So with that, you know, I just found that I'm I'm talking to so many moms in my DMs and so many of their stories are so similar. Some are struggling with their mental health. Some are not. Some are just struggling with the hardships of motherhood, right? Mm -hmm. And they feel so alone. And I just kept saying to myself, I wish there was a way that I can connect these moms with one another because I haven't experienced everything. And I can only help so much, but to talk to a mom that is also experiencing what you're experiencing is so invaluable. Mm -hmm. Um, So I created a support group community called Mama's Virtual Village, and it connects moms with other moms, um, birth to 12 months postpartum, who are navigating and or struggling with the same exact things that you are. Um, And you can join any of the communities that we have inside to connect with moms like organically, who are navigating or struggling with things such as reflux, um, breastfeeding moms, exclusively pumping moms, formula feeding moms, your mental health, returning back to work, um, C-section moms, the list goes on. Um, And we have weekly support groups, which have been incredible, um, and just really creating that safe space for moms to come together and to vent and share and be real and honest and be met with lots of love and support and encouragement and, the reminder that you're not alone and here's what we can do to help. Um, and I think that you really cannot put a price on having that emotional support that so many moms share with me, they are missing postpartum. The, a lot of them or I shouldn't say a lot, but a great deal of them have, you know, the physical support, the village, which is so helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but even when you have the village, A lot of moms don't necessarily feel safe talking to someone about their struggles or their intrusive thoughts or their hardships um, with people because maybe their babies are older and they're just not in the thick of it with them, right? Um, Whereas this community connects you to moms that are in the thick of it and they get you. There is no shame. There is no judgment. Um, And honestly, it is everything that I wish and needed when I was a mom both times and Mm I still benefit from it so much. And my girls are a little
0: bit older. How beautiful. I I think, you know, that is the most important thing that we can do for other moms is reminding each other that we aren't alone and being there for each other and relating through these hardships that we go through in motherhood and also the good times. But having, you know, that community and knowing that we aren't in this by ourselves. So that sounds, that sounds so amazing. I, I would love to keep talking to you. I know we're running out of time. So I have just a couple more questions. If Mm -hmm. someone feels like they might be experiencing symptoms and they feel like they could be up against a battle with postpartum anxiety or depression or any of the disorders we talked about, what are some things that they can do like a first step to get help?
1: Yeah, so like I said, going to postpartum support international um, is my first go to they have um, like volunteers that you can safely text or call and they will do the work for you, um, especially when you are struggling and you cannot advocate for yourself because that takes a lot of time and energy, or um, you can go directly to their online directory to find help in your area. Um, And if That doesn't necessarily feel like something that you want to do, you can always reach out to me I'm only a DM away and I can help find you support and resources in your area as well. Um, So that would be my first step Um, in my bio in my highlight I have a resources highlight, so I have some other other ones on there as well, but usually postpartum support international is my go-to just because I know all of their, um,
0: providers do specialize in maternal mental health. Awesome. Awesome. And then definitely I would say also make sure that you're following Jen because her content Mm -hmm. is so, so safe and it gives you just like the first step that you need to start feeling, you know, heard and understood. And it's just, she's a great follow. Her content is amazing. I want to switch gears really quick before we let you go and have you share a hot mess moment. So this is the part (laughs) of the show where people give us a confession or an embarrassing story about a time where you've been a total hot mess. Okay. So yes, there's lots of them, but one (laughs) comes to mind
1: where I think it was two summers ago and we were at the beach. And as you can imagine, getting myself and two littles ready to go to the beach, um, is a sight within itself. (laughs) But I realized after being at the beach for probably like two hours, my oldest had asked me like what the white thing on my bathing suit bottom was. And I did not understand like what she was talking about. And then I realized that my bathing suit was inside out. So you could see like the white padding (laughs) inside. And I had finally just sat down, um, And I'm like, I am not going up to the bathrooms to change. Like, I just don't even care at this point. So my mom put like a (laughs) towel around me and I switched the bathing suit around. Um, So yeah, it was a hot mess moment for sure. But one that I still remember to this day and and laugh about. And now I'm very conscious of when I put my bathing suit on, yeah, um, to make sure that it is the right way.
0: (laughs) Hey, that's some skills to change it under a towel like that too. Way to go! I know. (laughs) Yep. Oh my gosh! Thank you, thank you for sharing, and thank you so much for coming on today and being so vulnerable and just always bringing so much awareness to this. I've said it so many times in this podcast, but you're doing such important work and just, it's so refreshing to see you showing up and, you know, helping so many people. So thank you so much. Please, please, please tell everybody where they can find you, how they can support you and all of the things that they can find from your page.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, on Instagram, I am at mom's maternal health and really, that is the place that I hang out other than inside of my membership community. Um, but if you check out my stories, I also have a highlight on my membership. Um, and you can join us. It's $10 a month. And you guys, I will tell you that the support in motherhood is everything. Um, and the village is here, so we don't have to wait for it to come to us. It's, it's here for you. Um, and I would be so happy and honored if you join myself and all the other mamas that are inside. Um, and so, yeah, really, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm in my DMS a whole lot. So feel free to send me a message, say hi. Um, but thank you so much for all that you do and for having me on here as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This has been such a great conversation. I'm so excited to be able to share this and until next time you've got this mama's stay bossy.